welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about the news and the issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And let me go ahead and introduce the panelists to you guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show. And let's see, we have, uh, let's start off with uh, Captain Brett Bartlett. We've got Lieutenant Bob Kroll, Corporal David D. Gresta, Officer Andrea Casal, and producer Will Statzer. So thanks, guys, for uh, being on the show. Also, a shout-out to our sponsors. We have Motion DSP, Galls, uh, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. So thanks to all those entities for helping make this show happen. We're going to dive over to Denver, Colorado, which is where our listener MVS, Michael MVS, is up there. So Denver officer is indicted on assault charges in a shooting that injured six bystanders. Look, so there were some other cops who pulled the trigger that were not indicted. So we got this Denver cop facing assault charges for allegedly shooting five bystanders after he fired at a suspect in a crowded bar district in lower downtown last summer. And this is what a grand jury ruled on Wednesday. So the grand jury indicted Officer Brandon Ramos on 14 counts, uh, two counts of second degree assault, six counts, third degree assault, one count of prohibited use of a weapon and five counts of reckless endangerment. So Ramos's decision to open fire in the direction of a crowd was, according to this uh, document, reckless, unreasonable, and unnecessary. And that's what the indictment said. He was suspended without pay on Wednesday, uh, right after he was indicted. And it goes on to say, look, um, I'm, I'm going to make this as quick as I can. He was one of three officers who fired at this 21-year-old Jordan Wadi after the bars closed down. Police allegedly saw this bad guy, Wadi, punched somebody outside the bar, made a motion, indicated he had a gun. He walked away from the officers as they approached him. He's not compliant. Uh, body camera footage shows him stepping between two parked cars onto the street, raises his hand when he sees police, but he, then he turns away from the officers, walk back between the two cars onto the sidewalk. And then when he turns to face the officers, he grabs a gun from his clothing. And as the officers yell, stop and get down, uh, he throws the gun to the ground and you have three officers, including Ramos, they open fire on the sky. So we have six bystanders outside the, uh, the beer hall. They were injured, including some who suffered gunshot wounds. Uh, it kind of goes on to say that uh, we got two women shot in the leg, one shot in the shoulder, one guy shot in the foot, and our bad guy suffered multiple gunshot wounds. And it goes to say that the two officers uh, that were not facing criminal charges, the uh, grand jury felt that their actions were legally justified. The uh, district attorney is Beth McCon and uh, said that the jury said that they did not injure any of the five bystanders who were shot. So that's why they were given a pass, I guess, on this. And they had a different angle of the shoot. They said that his backdrop was like cluttered with people. And that's why they, that's why they indicted him. Um, we got about 30 seconds before our next break. Um, comments on this guys, anybody? Yeah. Cap if I was, if I was that officer's attorney, I'd go digging his training records up and I would do a nationwide survey. And the result is going to be cops suck at shooting anyway. So what training did this officer get from his department that trained him to, to, uh, uh, to deal with this. Okay. Now, what they're going to say was, oh, he got no training to deal with this. Okay, so it's going to it's going to be a jury issue. Was he trained properly or not? All right. Thank you, Captain. Um, guys, if uh, we're going to take another commercial break, so stick with us. We're going to cover a goals uh, ad spot. We'll be right back. All right, guys. And uh, Captain Brett, unmute that microphone. You know, uh, Everybody here knows about Galls, Galls.com. It's the country's leading uniform clothing, equipment, and gear provider for law enforcement. They have a variety of offerings for multi-tools and flashlights, uh, all the way to the duty belts and tactical gear. And, and guys, look, if you missed your opportunity to get stuff at Christmas time uh, from at, at Galls.com, because uh, uh, Captain Bartlett and I did not, uh, you still have an opportunity to go to Galls.com. Uh, Captain Bartlett, what can you tell us about what's going on at Galls.com right now? 
Well, the only thing you can't get there is guns, okay? ammunition. Can't everything else you can get there? I just ordered a pair of uh, hiking shoes. Not that I hike. Okay, let's get this. Uh, <laughs> not that I hike, but uh, talk is the uh, Merrill Chameleon Eight. They're very comfortable tactical slash hiking shoes. And here's the best part: they're slip-ons. <laughs> so I'm anxious to get those in the mail and try them out, and and I'll let you guys know how that goes. But uh, if you can't find it on golf, you just you can't find it. All right, we our users want pictures along with that, Brett, and uh, golfs.com. All right, <laughs> Velcro. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. Um, if there's no comments on the last story, I can jump into the Texas Ranger that was fired after Uvalde. So um, if there's no comments, we'll jump to that one. So, yes, we have a Texas Ranger uh, that was fired after um, Uvalde response. And let's see what we got here. We've got uh, Texas Department of Public Safety terminated respected tex Texas Ranger who responded to the mass shooting attack at Robb Elementary School. And in a Thursday letter, the DPS director, Steve McCraw, he told Texas Ranger Christopher Ryan Kendall that his actions following the shooting that killed 19 students, two teachers, did not conform to department standards. He said that you should have recognized the incident was and remained an active shooter situation, which demanded an active shooter response rather than a barricaded subject situation. And that's what he wrote in a letter obtained by the uh, Texas Tribune. So that may not be a shock to many people, but that's what went down. So if there's no comments on that, we'll jump to a off-duty officer that got himself in oh captain barley did you want to throw something in in the mix on that or yeah notice in this situation they wrote him up and they fired him for violating the rules they didn't prosecute him okay so if he violated rules right on now i, I want to know what happened to the officer i don't know what jurisdiction was seen on that video crossing the open part of the hallway to get across the hallway to get the stuff to, to clean his hands up while the barricaded situation was going on i'd like to see what happened to that guy that's a good question I, I think we I think we might be able to find that out for you. Um, so moving along, uh, we've got our next article. Off-duty officer placed on leave after tracking down an armed man who stole his son's car. So this law enforcement officer, he worked with the uh, or works with the San Antonio Police Department. He's been placed on leave after opening fire on a young man who stole his car. So this incident happened in November, and it's been under investigation and only recently resulted in the suspension of Officer Miguel Leal. So Officer Leal, uh, who has been with the uh, SAPD for 11 years, he tracked down the vehicle after it was stolen from his son. And upon seeing the car, he opened. it says that he opens fire on it. It's kind of hard to believe it went down like that. But an 18-year-old was in the vehicle, crashed it shortly afterwards. When confronted by law enforcement, the suspect tried to run. According to the KEN uh, S5, the suspect was caught, charged with aggravated robbery, any baiting arrest. Uh, it doesn't say anything about, you know, like attempted homicide or, you know, trying to hit the guy with the cop with the car or anything. So at the time of the robbery, uh, the officer reported that his ballistic vest was in the trunk of the Dodge Charger uh, that was stolen. So at least he's got good taste in cars, at least, you know, anyhow. So um, if there's no comments on that, we'll move on to the next one then. Yeah, we've, we've still got some more stuff involving cops. Estate sues Trump over death of Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. You guys might remember that this is the one where they said, you know, he was killed during the riots and, the, and the, then it finally came out that that wasn't true. So the article says that the estate of a U.S. Capitol Police officer, Brian Sicknick, who died one day after the riots broke out at the U.S. Capitol, has filed a lawsuit against former President Donald Trump, blaming the ex-president for uh, wrongful death, civil rights violations and other claims stemming from his supporters attacks on authorities. And that's according to Forbes. That's what Forbes wrote, not what I wrote. So Officer uh, Brian Sicknick's partner, though, Sandra Garza, 
she's the one listed as a representative of his estate who filed the lawsuit in D.C. federal district court, naming Trump as the defendant, along with two writers who were convicted of attacking Sicknick with a chemical spray. So the lawsuit accuses Trump of inciting the supporters for to violence, signing several weeks uh, or I guess several of his tweets where he it says that he falsely claimed that he won the 2020 presidential election as part of the evidence. And the suit is asking for ten million dollars in damages from each of the defendants. And just on a side note, the D.C. medical examiner determined Sicknick died of natural causes due to strokes and no murder charges have ever been filed related to his death. So, Bob Kroll, I've seen you on the uh, campaign trail with, uh, with President <laughs> Trump. So, uh, the floor is yours. Despite him being a friend of mine, you guys, uh, <laughs> not a friend. Um, this is a definition of a frivolous lawsuit. It needs to be thrown out and done. This is ridiculous. Uh, you know, one, he didn't die from the effects of, of any of the rioters at all. Start there. Two, words that the president at the time said had nothing to do with people's actions um, that were that were down there. It's a frivolous lawsuit. Some of these judges need to step up and throw these things out immediately and, um, you know, impose sanctions, uh, re recoup attorney's fees for the for defendants of these things that are sued frivolously. Well, thank, thanks. For, you know, Captain Bartlett, I didn't see the FBI's name listed as a defendant in the suit. Yeah, uh, I think what's going to happen here is, and, and it's so obvious that it's a frivolous suit, like Bob said, you know, but but so what? If they get some money out of uh, Trump's estate to make him go away, it's like it's just here. Throw, throw $50 bills at him and make him go away. I can see the lawyer for the, these people. In my mind, he's wearing a, a light blue leisure suit, white shoes and a white belt. That's that guy right there. And he's on the he's on signs on park benches throughout that city. That that's the guy who's taking this to court. I don't know. You guys didn't pick up on it because I've seen Brett do this motion when he's talking about like throwing fifty dollar bills. We 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 used to work the strip clubs. That's exactly what Brett would do. He'd do that, and then and then he would do like you know like the old garter pull, and you know he do that too. Well, but, but yeah, remember Jane going? Would you quit throwing the fifties and, and go back to ones? I said, well, you it, know, it saves time. It just saves time. We get it, out and go, go ten ten. It was city money. I mean, you know, I didn't but. care. It was well spent, I thought. The coldest beer I ever drank in my life was purchased was City of Tampa money. Okay, I said but, it. But at least you didn't drink it on duty, Brett. Well, no. And if I fell off the bar stool at the club <laughs> watching somebody do unnatural acts and cracked my head, it's pensionable. Huh. <laughs> Gosh. Hey, I've, I've told the story before. Um, my first beer that I ever had in my life, I was not a drinker. It was when I was work. I was I was oh now nah, I was not a smoker. Uh, but uh, although I, I did try, I did try marijuana twice before I got hired because a friend wanted me to try. You know, all right, I did do, I did do that twice. But I told I, I was honest about it. But anyhow, my first beer uh, was when I was working for the city. I was I bought it. Uh, I was wearing plain clothes. I bought it with city money, and that was my first beer on duty. Can you believe that? Yeah, I did not drink the excess, I'll have you know. So we got four minutes. Is there any other comments on this before I move to the Virgin Islands? All right, so I think this might be the last one in, the, in a string of ones. So Virgin Islands Attorney General fired after suing J.P. Morgan Chase over Jeffrey Epstein's human trafficking. So look, if anyone from J.P. Morgan is listening, I'm just repeating what's in a news article, all right? So um, we're on uh, at St. Thomas Hughes, Virgin Islands. So the attorney general down there, uh, Denise George, was abruptly fired, according to the article. Uh, so I should say maybe allegedly um, on Saturday after she filed a lawsuit against J.P. Morgan Chase Bank as part of their probe in the Jeff Jeffrey Epstein. So George 
filed the federal lawsuit against the U.S. banking giant in the Southern District of New York on December the 27th without notifying the governor, Albert Bryan. And uh, this according to the Virgin Islands Consortium. So the lawsuit alleges that J.P. Morgan Chase, quote, turned a blind eye to evidence of human trafficking over more than a decade because of Epstein's own financial footprint and because of the deals and clients that Epstein brought and promised to bring to the bank, unquote. And that's according to TND. So it further accused J.P. Morgan Chase of facilitating and concealing Epstein's banking transactions, quote, that raised suspicion of and were in fact part of a criminal enterprise whose currency was the sexual servitude of dozens of women and girls in and beyond the Virgin Islands, unquote. George said in the lawsuit that the bank should have been aware of Epstein's criminal endeavors and alleged the bank violated anti-money laundering laws by failing to report it, according to The Guardian. So um, that's... Uh, she was filed, fired, I guess, days after the lawsuit, uh, and uh, she worked for Brian's administration for four years. Brian refused to specify why he terminated George's role as the um, attorney general, and that's reported by TND. So all that stuff went down that way. Um, any comments, uh, Captain Bartlett? Yeah, yeah, I saw an update uh, before we started that said uh, she committed suicide next week. Next week. <laughs> next week. All right. Wow. There's a, there's a lot more to the story. I think that I'm going to be interested to see if that as other things unfold here, I think uh, there's going to be a, a lot of interesting stuff um, that, that doesn't meet the eye and what's the headlines of this is. All right. Thanks, Lieutenant. A um, little bit of background noise. I know we're catching there. I'm not sure what that, what that's from uh, our last one here. And I've only got a little over a minute. And uh, let me think here. Let's see. We're gonna have we're gonna have one more break after this, so it's not to the end of the first half of the show. But this, there's a video component again. Podcast radio listeners will describe in great detail what's going on. We're gonna jump to NYPD. A cop was suspended for hitting a teen girl who punched him in the face. So we're in Staten Island. Better New York cop suspended without pay for hitting a 14-year-old girl who punched him in the face while he was trying to break up a fight in the Port Richmond neighborhood on Tuesday. The incident starts at 2.40 in the afternoon, January 3rd. NYPD received a report about a large group of juveniles fighting at a bus stop. And uh, it goes on to say, that it's near middle school. Uh, Kiona Robinson, 14 years old, said that she knows her 12-year-old sister in a fight with another girl. So she jumps in to defend her sibling, according to CBS News. And then she sees an officer placing her sister in handcuffs walks up to the officer and she says that she nudges him according to CBS news. And that's when the officer pushed her back. And she said, I don't care who you are. You touch me. I'm going to fight back. This is what the 14 year old told CBS news. So the police source said that Kona's sister was being arrested for assault when she attempted to intervene. And that was in the New York daily news. So Keona says, I asked the cop, what are you guys doing? And he pushed me and I hit him two times. So I punched him in his face two times. And we just started fighting is what she told CBS news. So uh, it says that NYPD Commissioner of Public Information Julian Phillips said the teen obstructed rest when she reached for the officer's handcuffs and punched him in the uh, New York Daily News. And we have cell phone footage I'll cover in just a second. So look, we're going to take another commercial break. We'll be right back. All right. So, you know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. GunLearn.com, they've taken the confusion out of learning and they've made it easy. GunLearn.com is the first and only company that offers a step-by-step -step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist like Captain Brett Bartlett here. Now, they provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy, and their training is approved by major forensic organizations, law enforcement agencies, and firearm manufacturers. 
1996, they've taught everything that Leos need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. Now, you can start the day with online training, or you can register to attend a live seminar. You can also get free training for yourself and the personnel at your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. And, you know, we're on our last uh, 10 minutes for the last half of the show. So whatever topic we're talking about at the end of this 10-minute segment, yes, we will finish on that topic, start up with a new one uh, at the uh, top of the hour. So in this particular one, there was a video component that I mentioned. Uh, we've got a quote here from Christy Liu saying that he was hitting her repeatedly in the head, and that's what the 13-year-old said. And she told us to the New York Daily News, I tried to grab her and pull her under me, and he ended up hitting me too. So that, uh, apparently everybody's getting involved. So that's the way this went down. Of course, there's a lot of non-compliance in this, which makes me discount a lot of the stuff. But I'm, I'm, I am surprised that they put the cop on the porch without pay during this investigation. There's a video component. You can see what goes on. Um, I haven't heard David weigh in yet. <laughs> that's, I mean, that, that whole story is just absolutely pathetically disgusting. I mean, everything that comes out of the girl from what comes out of the girl's mouth to them, as you said, putting the, putting the cop on the porch for this is just absolutely absurd. I mean, I, I am absolutely at a loss as to what is going on in both uh, society where you have a, 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 a girl saying, you know, saying the stuff that came out of her mouth. I don't care who you are. You touch me. I'm going to fight back. So if a cop comes up and says you're under arrest, you're going to fight back. If a cop says back up and, and physically moves you back, you're going to fight him. Um, this is incredibly concerning and goes to everything that we see in the news and 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 in videos that, that cops are dealing with these days. And again, I mean, this cop was gentle. God help you. You do that to me, sweetie. Um, when you woke up, you know, you'd, you'd find yourself in handcuffs, but that you, that's just, no, you don't do that. So uh, I, I, this story is just absolutely pathetically disgusting from, now, David, from that standpoint. Did you mean to refer to her as young lady or piece of crap? I'm sorry, which <laughs> it, it is scary. Bob it, uh, it, it looked too that it, he wasn't throwing punches. He's a bigger guy. And if he would have thrown an actual punch at her, it may have been lights out. It looked like he was hitting her with the back of her hand, trying to get her to release and go down and stuff. Plus he had a hostile crowd of numbers, a number of people around him. That could have got that was dangerous for him and could have gone very bad for him very quickly. Um, there wasn't weren't a lot of other cops there to assist. And he wasn't he wasn't throwing real punches. He was doing this this hand hitting like that. I, you know, I I saw my uh, kid when he was eight do that, and I said never do that. Here's the correct way to throw a punch. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Lieutenant. And speaking of someone who likes who brags about her ground game, Andrea Casal. I don't think I brag about it. I just don't, I don't back down. I think that the biggest thing is, is if you do, if you look at the the crowd, you know, there's a crowd that's, that's following him. First of all, he's right up against that fence line. You know, the whole thing could have gone very um, different, very fast. It could have gone South very fast. Personally, if you would have taken out the, the fact that she was, you know, her age, you know, I, I didn't see it. The size difference wasn't as, you know, it wasn't great. Um, take out the fact that she's 14, take out that video and if you describe the scene, I think that it would be very different. I think people would have a very different reaction. I didn't feel like he was punching her in the face. Um, I'm going to tell you what, my daughter, if she came home and she said those things about a police officer, she she would be happy to be on that scene because that would, I mean, there's no way in the world that you're going to disrespect law enforcement. You're not going to disrespect, you know, adults. 
don't even get involved in that. If your sister wants to go and fight, your sister picks her own battle and that's it. I'm sorry. You know, it's, it's one of those things that this, this wouldn't have happened. You can't sit there and allow these teenagers. That's their mentality. Now they don't have to respect authority. They don't have to respect, you know, teachers. They don't have to respect law enforcement. They don't have to respect their parents. You know, they think that they're in the driver's seat and that has to change. Well, thanks. You know, I'm, I'm disappointed. And, and, and look, if it's true that this cop is on the porch from the information that I have, you know, shame on NYPD. You know, you guys, you know, there's mass exodus of officers and there's a lot of them, as David talked about recently, coming to Florida. And this is the this, this crap is the reason why you put a guy in a porch without pay because of some, you know, sensationalized video that justifies the cop's actions as far as we're concerned. Um, it's just it's just sad. It's just sad. And, and good luck with getting good, qualified people. Um, to uh, to replace the ranks that are leaving, um, and uh, and look, I I know I've got um, FLG man asking where everybody's at. Yeah, uh, look, uh, uh, L- Lieutenant Randy's on a plane headed back to Las Vegas because he was at the FOP convention, and we got you know Chief Newman is is driving you know driving down to uh, to Miami. We got people all over the place, and uh, and and Dan O'Kelly couldn't make it tonight because he's uh, he's on a plane too. So yeah, everybody's moving all over the place. Sponsors, Motion DSP, Goals, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.live, uh, Bang Energy. Thank you for fueling us. Uh, my new uh, uh, Dallas Strawberry Kiss. It, it, it's awesome. Look, uh, thanks to the panel for being here. Appreciate it, guys. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a great week. Thank you, FLG Man and MBS for the support.